How's it going everybody? I'm Jeff Slakey and I have got a great conversation to share with you. We have got a world-renowned wildlife cinematographer right here in Shelton. Erin Rainey, how are you? Good, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you and talk with you. Uh, you have been around these parts, you've grown up here. Your mom is the librarian at Mountain View, but you are all over the world shooting wildlife. Tell me about a little this and then a little how you got started. Let's start with how you got started. So I ended up studying wildlife ecology at Washington State University. So okay. graduated from Shelton, um, got a scholarship for academics to Wazoo, uh, did that. I spent a year in the field working um, I went down to Madagascar and it just so happened that I picked up a camera at that time. So that was kind of my first big camera moment with wildlife and I just really fell in love with it. And I actually took the images back to my mom's class and the kids got so excited. They checked out all the books about Madagascar and that was kind of my aha moment of you could use images to get kids excited about science. Whereas if I was working on papers, not so many people might see those. Right. Um, I ended up going to England for a master's in wildlife documentary production, uh, spent a year doing that and then interned with a National Geographic filmmaker right afterwards for two-ish years. My goodness. And just kept going. My goodness. So those... <laughs> the short version. <laughs> those, those first shots in Madagascar, tell me about those, where you were, what the shots were, and then how, how were the kids able to just connect with them so well? So I was in the northeast of Madagascar in a rainforest and we were camping so we spent about three months in the rainforest. Um, all sorts of things, leeches, all of that. Oh my gosh. Um, we were doing population dynamic studies of lemurs. So we were doing these different routes and looking for lemurs and then setting camera traps and trying to do counts on how many there were in the area. Um, so I had all these different photos of lemurs. My grad student that I was working for was amazing. She had a long lens and she let me borrow it. Um, so I had all these photos of lemurs and then of our camping site. And I just went in and kind of told the story to the kids about it. And I think what's quite cool is I grew up in Shelton. Uh -huh. We moved down from Alaska when I was in elementary school. And for them, it was like someone who went to that same elementary school and sat in that same story well was telling them about their adventure to Madagascar. So I think they were able to connect with it and kind of see like, I can do that too. What are some of the other places that have just made a, a huge impact on you when you get off the plane and you start unloading your gear? It's hard to say. <laughs> um, I really love South Georgia. I've been there quite a few times. It's in the sub-Antarctic. Uh -huh. Takes about a seven day sailing trip to get there from the Falkland Islands. Um, but it's just completely covered in wildlife. It's a really good story about how wildlife can come back if it's given the chance. Um, I've spent quite a bit of time in Kenya the past couple years working on a series. That's amazing. Um, my driver, he's a driver guide. I worked with a local Kenyan man and just his knowledge, like I could sit and listen to stories all day. He was, he was amazing. So it's the people and it's the place and the animals all combined. BBC, Smithsonian, Nat Geo, Disney Plus. What are some of the ones that you want folks to go and check out to really get a good sense of all the wonder that is in on this planet? Ooh, that's a hard one. Um, well, the show I've been working on the last two and a half years comes out in January of 2024. Mm -hmm. These things take a really long yeah, time to they come do. out. Um, I can't say too much about it because I'm under quite a few NDAs, but. 
It's about matriarch societies and wildlife, so I filmed all over the world for it, had a really great team, and um, there's some cool behind-the-scenes stuff that you'll get to see. So that would be the big one that's coming out. Uh, I did a kids show for BBC that I got to film and present. Um, my now husband and I shot it together. Um, he's from that area, and that one was really fun. It was all about rockhopper penguins. Um, I did Seven Worlds. I worked on an albatross sequence for that. Um, that was pretty powerful. I got to work with, at that, I mean, he is one of the best wildlife cameramen in the industry. He's the kindest person you'll ever meet. So back then, I think it was five years ago, four years ago, learning from him was just a gift. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about some of the things that you've taken from these locations and, and kind of had a better understanding of how everything works in concert with each other. And then when you come back here, as you look around and it kind of, you know, that butterfly and Asia flaps its wings and now there's a, you know, kind of how yeah. everything connects. Um, it, I mean, it's all very connected. You see it, I mean, the world's so big, but it's also so small. Like even just the people you run into who I've run into people who know my aunt and uncle um, in Alaska. So there's like all these small world stories, even though it seems like quite a big world. Um, the interconnectedness of nature, you see it all over. When things start to go wrong, they really start to go wrong. And it's just like a domino effect. One thing can really start to knock everything else down. Um, when we go to film, the stories are really well researched. Um, I don't do that part. Mm. I just go film. <laughs> I luck out with that. Uh, but oftentimes the problems we're seeing is we're going and things aren't happening when they're supposed to. Okay. It's a lot of weather changing and stuff. and. Um, yeah, you just, you notice the impact pretty quickly. When you go on shoots, what are the sizes of the groups that usually go along with you? Most of the time our crew is three or four people and then the local people that are helping us. So, you know, whether it's a boat captain or a driver or any of that, but usually it's one to two camera people, a producer and a camera assistant or researcher. Where haven't you been that you want to go? Like Australia, New Zealand area. Okay. I'd love to go there. Yeah. yeah. I was just talking to a friend this morning about her shoots there and that that would definitely be pretty high on my list. I do tend to get sent to cold places. Um, <laughs> I'm not Is that because sure. you're from I, here or from Alaska? I'm not sure it's a blessing or a oh curse. Oh my gosh. Um, the one positive thing, there's not as many parasites Sure. Um, when you're in the cold. The negative thing is it's really cold. Right. <laughs> um, I've worked in like negative 30, negative 40, and wow. that's really hard when you're working with something that's metal. Yeah. How do you how do you prep for those types of things? Like how much uh, planning goes into your luggage and your packing and things like that to, to be able to do this stuff? Quite a bit. We have a big team behind us. So despite there only being a few people actually on the shoot, we've got an entire production team behind us. Um, personally, a lot of planning goes into it. You obviously want the best gear. Um, in those conditions, it can be dangerous if you don't have the right gear. Um, the camera world is pretty good about sharing information. Like if I go into a, an environment that maybe I haven't been before, I can reach out to a couple of my friends and they'll give me gear suggestions, battery suggestions. When you're in that cold, your batteries just drain. Yeah. So you're often, you're a human heater for your batteries. Uh -huh. <laughs> Um, and just, yeah, overall, 
just suggestions. You're not going to shower while you're camping when it's negative 40. So how do you deal with that, sure. that kind of stuff? When you are back in the area, you do offer opportunities for people to, to learn from you. You go all over the place. You go to the Nisqually Refuge. You head out into the forests and the woodlands. Talk to me a little bit about that and, and your desire to give back a little bit. Yeah, I think one of the things that really stands out when you're filming in wildlife is the lack of women in the in the camera side of things. We're still at for big blue chip series, so the big planet Earth type series, less than 5% women behind camera. Um, so I volunteer with a program called Girls Who Click and it's trying to get teenagers, um, teenage girls interested in wildlife photography and filming. So we're offering a course in June um, at the Nisqually Wildlife Refuge, so that's free. Um, all these opportunities I do are free. I go to my mom's class and do presentations for her whenever she wants. Um, and then I run camera woman courses. I did one out at Hoodsport recently, and it was for anyone beginning to mid-level to, you know, kind of later in their career. And we did everything from scuba diving to um, drone workshops to long lens workshops and had some sponsorship there. So it was basically free for people. Wow. Yeah. What, um, what are some great places for folks if they want to head out and maybe they have a good camera, maybe they just have their phone. What, what have you found around here that are great places to stop and shoot? And what would be a tip for somebody? Just anywhere in your backyard. I mean, the Olympics are so close and that's a wildlife haven. Um, I always tell people go, go on Facebook and join the wildlife groups. Um, you find great friends in those areas, you find really good information about what wildlife's around. Um, yeah, it's just a great community. So that would be my big piece of advice. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, cinematographer for wildlife all around planet Earth, Erin Rainey here. You can see her works on National Geographic, Smithsonian, BBC, Disney Plus, and more. We'll put the links to her website and upcoming classes in the show notes as well. I appreciate your time. Thanks for coming out here. It was really nice talking with you and it's so cool that uh, that you've been all over the place and you can see the connections and you can bring it back home here to Mason County. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks for coming out to the farm. For sure. I love it out here. <laughs>